0: welcome back you are listening to that one sports podcast i am your host mitch wilson on the ones and twos i got a great show for you today well we're gonna go over the college football playoff rankings have came out for their first week we're gonna get into that we're gonna talk about an absolute historic upset in college football this past weekend and then you know We got to get into recapping week eight of the NFL. So let's go. The college football playoffs came out with their first official rankings. And Ohio State tops the list at number one, followed by Georgia, Michigan, and Florida State, who are all undefeated. You also have Washington at five, who's undefeated as well. And then notably, you have the hometown team, Missouri, at number 12, which is their highest ranking in the football playoff history to date. As much as it pains me to say this, Kansas is also ranked at 21 because of a big upset this last weekend. We will get into that. It'll be really interesting because this is the last year that that it's just going to be four teams. Next year it moves to 12. It's going to be very interesting to see how how the format plays out with 12 teams instead of four. You know, I think me personally, I think the happy medium is going to be eight. That's just my opinion. I think 12 um, could possibly be too many, you know, but we're, but we're going to see. Plough rankings are out. If your team's in the rankings, you're excited. If they're not, you know, you're hoping for them to hopefully be there by the end of the year. But I will say it is a great thing to see Missouri at number 12. Uh, I will not lie. I am a little biased. Getting into the big upset this past weekend in college football, Kansas 38, Oklahoma 33. Oklahoma was undefeated going into this matchup. And they were, I believe, ranked 5 or 6, I believe. And they went to Lawrence, and they were in an absolute dogfight. I actually watched this game from about after halftime on, just because I saw the score was so close. And basically, from watching the game, OU did very well running the ball on the ground but it's just like they could never really get the passing game going cuz you know Dylan Gabriel only throws for 170 171 yards but i truly think what set the tone to this game that gave Kansas an actual shot at the beginning of the game Oklahoma throws a pick six in the first possession and that absolutely talk about a momentum shift and a game changer a pick six that will do it especially you know you're on the road you throw a pick 6 now you're giving that team the thought that yes we can win this game but don't get me wrong Kansas was no slouch coming into this game they were they were 5 and 2 coming into the game so it's not like they were you know a horrible team but historically you know it had been many many, many I think like 17 or 18 years since Kansas had beaten Oklahoma but Kansas offense was great on the ground they were very opportunistic obviously with, with the pick six, and basically Kansas just kept it close, kept it close, you know, continued to keep the lead and keep Oklahoma at arm's length, and then was just able to get it done at the end of the game. Good for them, unfortunately. I say good for them, but, you know, the only reason why I'm saying that is because, because my wife is a Kansas fan. So, I mean, Kansas did a great job. As much as that pains me to say, they – Get the win over the Oklahoma Sooners, 38-33. to So the other local team, the Missouri Tigers were on a bye this week, which I think the bye couldn't have come at a better time for them because they have Georgia coming up this week. And if they have any chance of winning that game, they need to rest and to be healthy and be focused. You know, I really wanted to have a bonus episode this week, but I'm going to drop the episode next week. And so, essentially, getting reaction from the Georgia game, and then also kind of of more all things Mizzou regarding the the football program and where it's at, and also uh, preview a little bit of the basketball season coming up for the Missouri Tigers, which I think is going to be exciting as well. So that episode will drop next week, and I am super excited for it. So moving on to the NFL. And you know, we got to start with the Kansas City Chiefs. And oh my goodness, it was an absolute crap show for the Kansas City Chiefs. This is a game, and I will say, you know, we just played the Broncos, you know, two weeks ago, and it, it, was, it was a tough game. I knew this game was going to be tough, but just the fact that everyone kept on talking about how the Chiefs had beaten the Denver Broncos 16 straight times and blah, 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 this. Like, you know that at some point it is going to come to an end, and it did come come to an end. Chiefs lose to the Denver Broncos 9-24. to And this is the type of situation where Denver played well, but also the Chiefs, you know, didn't help themselves kind of – Gave Denver the game on a silver silver platter. Anytime you have five turnovers, there's no way that this game should have even been close. The fact that that the Chiefs were getting the ball back, having three or four turnovers in the fourth quarter, and the score is only nine to fourteen, and you know they uh, they end up scoring because McCall Hardman drops the the punt when the Chiefs were getting the ball back to try to get the momentum to. To score a touchdown and go up, and you know he, he he drops the the punt. You know Denver hops on it at like the ten yard line. So at that point, I mean it's, you know it's it's very hard to expect the defense to not allow a touchdown in that type of situation. The defense allowed a touchdown in in that situation, and then also Denver kicks a field goal with like less than I think a minute left in the game because it was fourth down or whatever the case may be. And so, I mean, like realistically, I mean, nine to twenty-one. The score ends up being nine to twenty-four, but with the amount of turnovers that that the Chiefs had, Denver should have scored well into the thirties. Like this game should have not even been close. Denver's defense did an absolute fantastic job in you know playing that deep cover two, not letting anything deep behind them, keeping everything in front of them. You know, Patrick was throwing everything very. Short. There were there were a couple passes that went from your that went for yards, but the the majority of of Patrick Mahomes' passes were short to intermediate. You know he probably had one of his worst days as a starting quarterback in the NFL. He throws for hundred forty yards, but he also you know he throws two picks and then he also loses a fumble, and so that is not the type of of performance you want from your starting quarterback. That's not the type of team performance you want from your team. I will say again, the Denver Broncos offense did did what they needed to do, but the Denver defense was was really 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 good, and and you got to give it to them for that because their defense did not allow a single touchdown. So I don't care who you are, what what you're ranked, anytime an NFL defense that d- doesn't give up a touchdown, the defense played well. I will say it is also you know, contributing that we had, you know, turnovers, but, you know, the defense forced those turnovers. You know, they forced us to fumble the ball. They caught the bad pass Patrick Mahomes threw to Travis Kelsey. Man, this this one hurts because this is this is a win that you really wanted going in to the Miami game because of you know, having the record that Miami has. If you win this game, you're you're a game up on them but now since you lose uh the coming week, this coming week the Chiefs in Miami are both have the same record so they're playing for first first place in the AFC so we'll see how that goes. But unfortunately Chiefs fall to the Broncos nine to twenty four. Next up Bills get the win over the Buccaneers 24 18. Josh Allen has a good day. Three hundred three hundred twenty four yards two touches he does however throw one pick this was a game that the, that Buffalo really needed because I think a lot of people thought that they would be I know they're 5 and 3, but I think a lot of people expected them to be more like 6 and 2 or 7 and 1 at this point, but they are continuing to get to get wins when they need them. I will say though, you know, w- with the division the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are in. they're 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 definitely still in it, you know. Uh, Baker has a decent day. He throws for two touchdowns and 237 yards. So it was just uh just couldn't score enough points today. Bucks lose to the Buffalo Bills, eighteen to twenty-four. Moving to the Jets, the the low-scoring Jets Giants game. Jets do get the win over the Giants, thirteen to ten. Zach Wilson does what he needs to do. Doesn't turn the ball over. Throws for two hundred and forty yards and a touchdown. Garrett Wilson has seven catches for a hundred yards, and they get the job done against. The New York Giants, who I feel that their organization is just, you know, they just paid Daniel Jones and they are handcuffed by that contract because he's a guy who can maybe get you to the playoffs. But he's, in my opinion, he's not a guy that can win in the playoffs. Jaguars get the win over the Steelers 20 to 10. Jaguars still continue to win, but they're still not quite looking like, at least from an offensive perspective, I don't think that they're at where people thought they would be at. This year, and I think that they still have a lot of room to to get better. Trevor Lawrence throws for almost 300, 300, 300 yards and a touch. Travis Etienne has 79, 79 yards on the ground. Jaguars get the win over the Steelers, 20-10. to 10. Next, i tell you what. I don't know what it is, but every time the Eagles this year, when the Eagles play the Commanders, it is a hell of a game. This was a... Great game to watch. Eagles get the one over the Washington Commanders 38-31. This is a high-scoring, back and forth type of game. Jalen Hurts has a MVP-like game with 319 yards through the air and four touchdowns. AJ Brown's been going bonkers the last few weeks. He goes for 130 yards and two touchdowns as a receiver. And man, he if you have him in fantasy, then you are absolutely Loving having him on your team at this time, I will say, quarterback for the Commanders, Sam Howell, he throws for almost four hundred yards and four touchdowns. However, he did throw a pick. I will say, I've been very impressed with Sam Howell with Sam Howell this year, especially being a rookie. But he has played very well, especially under first year offensive coordinator with the team, Eric Benamy, He was a offensive coordinator in Kansas City. But for him to be running that show and for him to be putting up numbers like this in the game, that is very promising. If you're, if you're Washington Commanders, but unfortunately the Washington Commanders fall to the Philadelphia Eagles, thirty-one to, to thirty-eight. Cowboys absolutely destroy the Rams, forty-three to twenty. Dak has his best game of the year, three hundred and four yards through the air and four touchdowns. He does throw one pick. Ceedee Lamb one off in this game. He he has 12 catches for 158 yards and two touchdowns. You know, Matt Stafford couldn't really get it going in this game. He throws for 162 yards and one touchdown. He does also throw a pick. So, you know, this is just a case of the, you know, the Dallas defense. When they show up, they are elite. It's just whether they show up or not. But Dallas has a good defense, and when they're on their game like they were this last Sunday, they're a hard team to beat, especially when Dak plays like that. So Cowboys get the win over the Rams, 43-20. Vikings get the win over the Packers, 24-10. to Vikings get back to 500. Kirk Cousins throws 200, for 274 yards, and two touchdowns. However, unfortunately, Kirk Cousins did get hurt in this game, and he is out for the year, season-ending Achilles injury. Which is, you know, really stinks for the Vikings because them getting back to 500, they you could tell like they were really starting to figure it out and get start to get really hot, and so it kind of stinks for them. Um, I do know that the Vikings, I believe, traded for Josh Dobbs, I believe, so it'll be interesting if they have him come and start a quarterback this coming week. Minnesota Vikings get the win over the Green Bay Packers, twenty four to ten. Titans get the win over the Falcons, twenty eight to 23 and how about that guy will levis 238 yards and four touchdowns in his debut deandre hopkins four catches for 128 yards and three touchdowns and derrick henry carries the rock for 22 carries for 101 yards that is a recipe for success if you're if you are the tennessee titans derrick henry over 100 yards deandre hopkins over 100 yards, and your quarterback not turning the ball over and throwing touchdowns all over the field. It'll be really cool to see how the Titans play this Thursday night and see the the, the continued maturation process of Will Levis because he was a guy that we thought was going to be a top pick in the draft and ended up sliding in the draft, and the the Titans got him. So super happy for, for Will Levis. And I know DeAndre Hopkins is happy because this has by far definitely been his best game of the year. So hopefully maybe Will Levis could be the key to unlocking DeAndre Hopkins and getting Derrick Henry the rock and getting him over 100 yards because of his a uh, throwing ability. So we'll see. Again, Titans get the win over the Falcons, 28-23. Dolphins do what the Dolphins do. They get the win 31-17 over the New, New England Patriots. Tua throws for over 300 yards and three touchdowns. Jalen Waddell grabbed seven catches for 121 yards in the touchdown. This Miami Dolphins offense is absolutely electric. They are so explosive and so fast. Their defense also got Jalen Ramsey back, who when healthy is arguably pound for pound one of the best corners in the game, just in time for the New England, for the New England Patriots and just in time for the Kansas City Chiefs. So again, this continues to be Bill Belichick's worst season, I think, in New England in recent memory, at least. And they just gotta be better on offense, grind these wins out, and have Mac Jones not turn over the ball. Because anytime you turn over, turning over the ball, that, is a, that, that is a recipe to lose. So again, Miami Dolphins get the win over the New England Patriots, thirty-one to seventeen. Saints and Colts. New Orleans Saints get the one over the Indianapolis Colts, 38-27. to Derek Carr had a really good game. He throws for over 300 yards and two touchdowns. Um, hopefully I'm saying his name right. Rashid Rashid had an absolute day with three catches for 153 yards and a touchdown. He is obviously one of the big reasons why that offense was doing so well. And then Taysom Hill had a, had nine carries for 63 yards and two touchdowns. So – Normal's offense was absolutely rolling, and Indianapolis basically couldn't stop them. However, you know Indianapolis did put up twenty seven points. They they were doing their part. the The defense just could not hold the Saints. So Saints get the win over the Indianapolis Colts, thirty eight to twenty seven. A battle of the two top picks in the league at quarterback this last year. Carolina Panthers get the win over the Houston Texans, fifteen to thirteen. Bryce Young out duels C.J. Stroud. Bryce Young throws for 235 yards and a touchdown. Adam Thielen, man. Adam Thielen continues to be a legitimate receiver in this league. Eight catches, 72 yards. He's also a top 10 guy at fantasy. With him leaving Minnesota Vikings last year, a lot of people did not know how he would work out in Carolina, but Carolina traded for him because they knew he could be possibly a, a, a great weapon for Bryce Young, and he has absolutely been that this year. Texans offense kind of struggled to get it going because CJ Stroud only throws for 140 yards. So Carolina Panthers get the win over the Houston Texans 15-13. But I will say, if you're a Texan Texans fan, th- this was probably disappointing because the Carolina Panthers had not won a game. And so you thought – going into this game being you know three and three you could you could get over 500 but unfortunately the texans could just not get the job done browns and seahawks seahawks get the one over the browns 24 to 20 i tell you what dude this seahawks team i think they are very quietly flying under the radar i think they are good i think geno smith is good you know, they have Kenneth Walker at running back. That you got Tyler Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, and Jackson Jugba. I think that receiving core is absolutely legit. And I think that they're flying under the radar. They just continue to win and stack those wins. So, you know, I tell you what, I think that Seattle has has a chance to, to win their division because San Francisco is not looking so hot right now. And there's there are whispers about maybe the, the San Francisco 49ers having to – to Mr. quarterback but we'll, we'll we'll get into that here in a minute. But again, Seahawks get the win over the Cleveland Browns 24 to 20. And like I was just talking about San Francisco 49ers, the Bengals get the win over the San Francisco 49ers 31 to 17. That that defense all of a sudden is starting to look human. And I believe the 49ers have dropped three straight games. So this is not good if you're, a San, if you're a San Francisco 49ers fan. As a Bengals fan, you're absolutely loving it because your team is getting on track. Jo, they're starting to protect Joe Burrow, and Joe Burrow is doing what Joe Burrow does when he does not have to worry about being on his back. Joe Burrow throws for almost 300 yards and three touchdowns. Jamar Chase has 10 catches for 100 yards and a touchdown. And what, re- what really was the difference in this game, Brock Purdy, he threw two picks. And like I said, I think this is the third trade game that they've lost. And so there are whispers about maybe them benching Brock Purdy. If they end up benching Brock Purdy, how dumb does the Trey Lance trade look now? Because you had a guy that was in the system for two years, knew the system just as well as Brock Purdy, but you traded him and now he's not even there. So basically when you traded Trey Lance, you were saying that we have our guy Brock Purdy, but now he's struggling a little bit. Now there's whispers about, you know, maybe they they, they need to bench Brock Purdy. But it'll be interesting to see how all that plays out. George George Kittle also had nine catches for 149 yards. I really do think since Brock Purdy has been the quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers since last year, that George Kittle has really become a really threat in the passing game because he's – He's one of the best. I would say the second best tight end in the league. And they need to use him more often to get mis- mismatches like the Chiefs do with Travis Kelsey. So again, Bengals get the win over the San Francisco 49ers 31-17. to Ravens continue to roll. They beat the Arizona Cardinals 31-24. to Lamar Jackson has 157 yards through the air and one touchdown. Gus Edwards has... 19 carries for 80 yards and three touchdowns. He had a great day. So with the Baltimore Ravens offense continues to roll, you know, they, they get the win over the Arizona the Arizona Cardinals. I think also in the AFC, I think the Baltimore Ravens are kind of flying under the radar because there's a lot of talk with, you know, the Chiefs and, and Buffalo and Cincinnati, especially now that they're starting to get right. But, dude, the Baltimore Ravens are for real. So – I'm definitely keeping my eyes on them because I think that they're one of the best teams in the AFC chargers get the win over the bears 30 to 13. Justin Herbert has a great day, you know, 300 yards and three touchdowns through the air. Austin Eckler continues to be, if not the best one of the best running backs in football, he carries the ball for 30 yards, but then also has seven catches for 94 yards and a touchdown. And the Chicago bears, Are just especially with losing, especially after losing Justin Fields, it's just especially for them. It's hard to to get wins. They're definitely going to have another high pick in this next year's draft. Again, Chargers get the win over the Bears, thirty to thirteen. And last but not least, Lions get the win over the Las Vegas Raiders, twenty six to fourteen. And I'll tell you what, I feel like this was the Jameer Gibbs coming out party. The rookie goes for 150, 152 yards rushing and one touchdown. He was absolutely fantastic in this game. I think with them losing through their starting running back for him to step up and do what he did, he's definitely solidifying himself as a legitimate running back in this league. Almond St. Brown grabs six, six balls for 108 yards, and the Detroit Lions continue. To play well, I definitely think they're they are one of the best teams in the NFC for sure. Well, and that wraps up the week eight recap of the NFL. I will say that I hope everyone had had a great Halloween. I know that Wilson household did. We were fortunate enough to be able to give out full size candy bars for Halloween this year, and it was an absolute. Awesome experience to see the kids and how excited they were about full-size candy bars. Because I remember how excited I was as a kid to go to a house trick or treating and get a full-size candy bar. It was really cool to see all the kids in their costumes and and it was just really cool handing out the candy. Something that you know I've always wanted to do, and this was the first year that we were able to do it. So it was really cool to to be able to give to be the house. You know, to be one of those houses like to give out full-size candy bars. And I told my wife it's one of those things that once you start handing out handing out full-size candy bars, we ain't going back. So again, hope everyone had a great and safe, happy Halloween. I know we have the bonus episode going coming next week for Mizzou. But I tell you what, I really hope Mizzou goes into Athens, Georgia on Saturday at 230 and plays their best game. If they play their best game and they lose, I'm completely fine with that. If they go in there and get beat by 20 because they're making all different types of mistakes, that'll be disappointing. But I feel like if Missouri plays their best game, I feel like it's going to be a, a good one with Georgia. You know, a, a lot of people don't realize that last year when Georgia played Missouri and Columbia that Georgia had to come back in the fourth quarter to win that game. And so I definitely know that the I know that the Tigers are a better team this year. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out down in Athens, Georgia. I hope we can go in there and get the job done. And after that game, I'll be able to say M-I-Z-Z-L-U, baby, baby. So, hey, that's all we got for you today. Guys, please remember, be kind. Because everyone you meet is fighting a battle that you have absolutely no idea about. Until next time, fam. Peace.